little man. I will destroy you! You sound like a jerk! If you ask me, everybody in this theater is a giant sucker! Especially you! I was saying, Bruins. Give me some sugar, baby. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Enough backstory. Hey, 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 and welcome to BOD. <laughs> I, we were having an off-air conversation, and I'm like, why am I even talking about this? This is just dumb. Yeah, this show material. This show material. I'm wasting it. Yeah. This is Bunch of Dorks. Big show number 252. That's hmm. a not an anagram. What is that thing where you, it's a reversible? Oh, that's like, a, it, yeah, it's like if your name is Bob, back and forth. Yeah, it's not anagram. Oh, it's, yeah, no, now I'm pissed off because I know what it is, <laughs> but I can't think of the word. Welcome to a bunch of mathidiots.com. Anyway, uh, my name is Mal, with me, as, as, it's becoming as always. Dr. Morbius. <laughs> All right, from Parts Unknown, and we are here to talk about music. You, you know, I had to take a math test the other day, and I'm not, not as much of a math idiot as I thought I was, believe it or not. Why would you have had to take a math I'll test? I'll tell you later. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I took a math test, I would be a math idiot. I'm like, I'll tell uh, you later. All right. So with, this is Bunch of Dorks. We are the show that is mostly music-based with a little bit of talking. Uh, and we're trying to get out some of these wonderful indie bands that have let us use their music. This, uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Slice and blah, 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 blah. Uh, we would encourage you to listen to, to go to bunchofdorks.com because there you will find three buttons of magic. The first button is Slow Robot A Go Go. That, uh, that is the B movie review show that me and Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown do each week talking about, uh, movies that you might not have heard of. Or might not want to have heard of. And movies that you have heard of sometimes. I wonder what the, what's the second button? Second button is that comic book thing, Two Dimension Comic nice. Book Podcast. You know, uh, uh, me. Does it have any direction? Does it go east or west? Oh, or? It go, oh my God. It goes <laughs> in like some... It, it, it's like... It's like a lot. It's like when you go and when you go into like a parking lot that's empty and you start doing like you know throwing wheelies like, and like, like Burt Reynolds and yeah, it's, the bandit. It's, it's all like that. And then at the end, it just Tie-ins finds an ending, and then it ends, and then we just say, "Hey, listen to us again next week and buy our products, whatever they are." Nice. You know? All right. And yeah, it's comic booky. So wait, let me get this straight. There's a place that you can go on the internet that has movies and comic books. I wonder what else that place has. Oh, that's right. This show, Bunch of Dorks, yeah. which talks about music. So if you type in with your little fingers on your uh, whatever, uh, I guess you can't even say computer anymore. Now you would say, if you're on your iPad, dude, and you're like really cool, you go to like bunchofdorks.com, and then you go like, wow, I can learn about music, I can learn about movies, and I can learn about comic books. That will make me the hip, the hippest hipster that ever hipped. Yeah. So go there and do that thing. Enough of the shilling. On to the show. I, I just thought of a real non sequitur right now. Is 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 having a thumb what gives you like more like you know is, is the thumb like the most important thing? Because you know animals and them don't have most of them don't have thumbs. Is that what gives you like the human like the the mentality or the uh, you know what it does the the ability to podcast? Because I, I I'd like to see cats podcasting. You no, know? give having the ability to have a thumb using uh, an opposable thumb. That gives you the power to be like Arthur Fonzarelli, yes. which in turn, a yes. sit on it, nerds. That's it. That's it exactly. And that brings us to like the era where our favorite music comes from, probably. It does. And Even though my, with me, it's this, it's kind of the '60s, but a lot of the '70s. Nice. Yeah. So we've talked about where you find us. We've talked about the Fonz, and we've talked about Thumbs. slightly what our um, 
what our uh, po- topic's going to be. And then we're going to go to music, so we'll be back in a minute. See this? This is my boomstick!
Alright, that was a band called One Against Many. I played for you the track number seven, Backlash, and track number nine, Punks Uprising. Uh, those, the Punks Uprising is alluding to my youth music that I listen to and love and still love. But thank you very much. As always, I'm going to be linking the shows that we play today on the uh, on the website's show notes so you can click on them and support them. I would also like to encourage you to go and look up Japan Night 2014. Uh, of course, do it on Facebook. I think there's a website, but I linked... Uh, if you listen to last week's show, uh, Japan Night is... There's a studio of uh, Audrey Benton, who I know very well from Japan. She Every year, she gets together a really big um, tour of in America where she brings over her newest and hottest uh, acts, and they're always very good, really exciting night to go... They hit, uh, what is it, San Francisco and Texas, Texas and then uh, Chicago. There's a bunch of stuff. So look up Japan Night. Uh, make sure you give them lots of love. If they are coming anywhere near you, please make sure you get to it because they have supported us year after year, given us music to play, and uh, and I really just dig them. So please go ahead and look them up and give them a shout-out. Tell them BOD sent you and that you enjoy their tunes just as much as we do. Thank you very much, One Against Many. You'll be hearing them again. They just signed on with us, uh, I think it was like three or four weeks ago, and really digging their stuff too. Now, Dr. Morbius. As Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown alluded to earlier, our, shot, our, our topic du jour is music that kind of shaped us, music that we listened to when we were maybe even so young we couldn't purchase music yet, like what your parents listened to, yeah. on through... The teen years. So what 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 was around in your house? What was playing on your parents' quadraphonic stereo back in the day? Okay. Yeah. My um, parents like had a McDonald's quadraphonic stereo, huh. like just the record player and the speakers, and it was like and the amp, of course. Dude, that was like the top of the top, you know, back then. And my dad like he he put like multiple records on it. Had that one where it had that auto drop. Yeah, I used to have that. And uh he scoffed at my record player that I have hooked up because it only has one at a time. Yeah. I was like, Pop, they don't really do that dropping thing because it damages the records. He's like, whatever. Like, exactly, yeah. whatever. <laughs> he said, Just buy so, another one. So, sorry, go ahead. So so what was what was blasting on your parents' quadraphonic 
my parents never were really music people. Now, my grandfather was, but my parents really, I don't think my parents ever had a record player. But again, like I said, my grandfather did. So this is back in the 60s. So <laughs> what was popping on his stereo was like, uh, cha-cha, was like Ray Conniff or Jerry Vale or Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra or the Tijuana Brass, which Man. Yeah, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. You can't go through a stack of old mu- of old exactly. records in exactly the in the right. thrift shop. Exactly You'll see right. that like ten of those. I was like, this guy must be the richest person in the yeah. world. Well, A and M Records, that's him, Herb Alpert. Oh. He, him and him and M <laughs> made A and M Records. Yeah. First time I went to a thrift shop to buy records, like yeah. like I got back into records like maybe five or six years ago, and since I've amassed this five thousand or two thousand records or something like that. Um. I was going through it, and I was like, wow, because the first one I saw was the one with the with the bubbles on the woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, Very yeah. Seductive. That's a classic one. That's one with, um, uh, does it have a taste of honey on it? Oh. I th- I, that, that was the one that had a couple of big Then the next it. one was one where they did like that very 70s um, like drawing over a woman, where she's yeah. sitting there with like a, one of those things that you put yeah, over your eyes yeah, at a ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Very yeah. iconic, because I had never heard of them. Yeah. I don't even know what kind of music they played. I was just like, well, oh, that's, that's fantastic. I was like, that's curious. You know, that's a weird looking thing. Yeah. So, so you you had more music from your grandparents than your parents, kind of. Yeah. Oh, definitely, because my grandparents were already here. We we moved here in the early '60s, and they were already living here. So they were already. My grandfather was already more assimilated into the into New York, which is where we moved to. And he he, he actually. He uh he had learned English in Cuba, so he fit in perfectly in New York or whatever. That's cool. So that's so he was already like into the music. He had the stereo. So that's where I first listened to that stuff. And of course, I was like listened to it, and it was like, eh. but then <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Now I love it. Well, the Tijuana Brass, not some of the other ones. But but then <laughs> then that fateful night, 50 years ago, almost to this day, in 1964, when. These four mop tops from England came over and played on the Ed Sullivan show and yeah, changed the world. They basically. changed everything. Everything. That's everything. Cool. I always have a bone to pick with the people that that broad, broadly sweep and say, "Oh, the Beatles were just a boy band." No. Shut up. They were a game. They were the game changer, <laughs> they were, man. They changed everything. They changed so anyway, everything. well, that's cool. You know, um, trying to think back to some of the stuff that my parents listened to because they they were very musical. My parents mm. were. My mom played piano. Um, oh. She loved it. She loved Scott Joplin. She loved that mm. kind of stuff. But my dad was to the darker side. He listened to uh, Deep Purple, Machine Head. He had that. That was playing a, a lot. Record. It's a great record. The Fifth Dimension, the one where you open up and there was the naked women. They were. They were. It looks like sand dunes, but in reality, it's a oh, nude I never woman. Oh, saw that one. And it's slick. Um, what are some of the other ones? They have, of course they had a did, couple. A couple did, Beatles. Did your you dad know? listen to Sabbath and Zeppelin? No, that was. He was too early for that. Because Deep Purple was around that time, too. I know. I don't think he was But he, he must have listened to the earlier Deep Purple, which was a 60s band. When they became the second, Mark II, that's when they became more of a hard rock. Right, right. Because, yeah, the space trucking was on and something like that. Like, well, that's Machine Head. I'm yeah, su- Machine Head. That's the same time as Led Zeppelin and all the other ones. I'm surprised yeah, he never got into it. He just never did. You know, I, okay. I, My dad was never a hippie. Yeah, no, no. Um, and that, I think maybe in his brain he was like, oh, I'm not a hippie. You know what I mean? Like, now... That's a really, really weird line. I don't even—I don't know the reasoning for it. You know what I mean? To be honest with you, he loved Janis Joplin. There was always yeah, uh, well, Janis Joplin was playing. Like you know, um, hell, he saw he saw um, Les Paul and Mary Ford play live. He yeah. saw the Fifth Dimension. He there's a story where he saw them play, and he was actually eating tacos with them at the taco stand after their set. That's 
That's why. Like he was just there with them, and they were just eating, and and you know. That's wild. It was wild. It is kind of cool. Like, and yeah. I was, I, and I, I even said to him, I was like, "Why didn't you tell me this cool stuff when I was a teenager? Maybe I would have, uh, we would have gotten along better." I didn't know my dad was cool. Well, you're too so. busy crashing into the walls after watching Speed Racer and, uh, <laughs> and listening to my type of music. And then your type of see, music. Now, that I, rebellious kind of music. Yeah, I was a little bit to. off the charts with the music I listened to. Yeah. So that's what we. I, that's what I had going on. You know, records. They always played a lot of records. My mom was always playing a lot of piano. She was really good at piano. Um. All right. Then we'll, I'm surprised she didn't have you guys learn it. She tried. <laughs> you just didn't. I never picked it up, man. <laughs> it was a waste of time and money. I don't yeah, know you why. You want to go out and like destroy? Regretfully, destroy. I wish I would have paid attention because uh, yeah, I could have been a keyboard player like for a nice garage sound band by now. Or in a, or in a, or in a lounge over at the Big Daddy's Lounge or whatever the lounge <laughs> is over there. <laughs> nice singing for your singing for your supper there. You know, all doing, right, doing <laughs> feelings. Singing for my supper. Yeah. So, okay, we're going to go to a music break. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to find out where did this early upbringing of music lead us? Where where did we where did we end, where where did we end a up? Bad path, man. <laughs> Dark times, bro. Oh, groovy, baby. Yeah. <laughs>
pretty hip, got a lot of zip, finest in the galaxy. Going on a trip, gotta sell my ship, now I'm rolling with a intellectual puppets of the Federation. Who do you think you are? My name is Spock! You don't give it away, but you say no. 
All right, that was the band called Cyfried. I played for you number. The first one was called Landspeeder, and the second one was My Name Is Spock. Uh, we met uh, we met them, uh, boy, many years ago. I want to say 2007, mm-hmm. possibly the MegaCon. Uh, I was there as part of a production crew, filming stuff. Met them, and they agreed to let us use their music. And I said thank you very much. And we've been playing them ever since. I don't even know if they're still a band. I hope they are, because they're very funny. They're in the Orlando area, so you might want to check them out. I think they're, what is it, sci-fied band.com, you know. But, again, I'll link it to the show. So I uh, hope you enjoyed them. They have a very good, humorous outlook. Uh, so yay for that. Okay. So well, before we get into this subject again, why were you taking a math test? I'll tell you off the air. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to do, interrupt. I was just like, uh, okay, what? How would a math test come up unless it was one of those uh, online IQs? It. But all right. Yeah. So now we talked about where we came from. We talked about what you listen to, and believe it or not, that shapes more than you think. And also, as you age, the stuff that you listened to when you were a kid kind of come back comes back around you remember it fondly like i listen to a janice for me it's the stuff that i didn't like as a kid that's i mean you rejected it because there was your parents yeah it's old man music man yeah Yeah. it comes back around and you listen to it and you go you have different ears as you get older and you go oh that i like that now you know i I listen to janice joplin and go i dig this sound when i was a teenager i was like bullshit on that some you know i still am (laughs) yeah (laughs) that one that one i haven't warmed up to (laughs) Well, that well, you know, your parents didn't listen to that, you know. No, but it doesn't matter. It was I was still listened to it when it came out. I never liked it then. And I still don't like it now. I appreciate her, her, you know, the fact that what she did and she was really good at it. But that screech, I cannot handle. Gotcha. So, who, who as you got into your teens, what bands did you start, you know, jumping? Well, to? What okay, genres okay. Did you in like, in, you in the sixties, it was like a lot of the pop stuff. It was like the Beatles. And then afterwards, because they were on TV all the time, it was like the Monkees and then the Stones, you know, the usual suspects or uh-huh. whatever. And by the sev- by the time the 70s came along, I became, te- I became a teenager, it was the bands that you probably like from the 70s. It became like, you know, uh, Led Zeppelin, and it became like, um, you know, uh, uh, Black Sabbath and Deep Purple. And then as the years went on, I became got more into... Uh, Prog rock with Genesis, King Crimson, yes, and stuff like that. As that went along, I, I enjoyed punk. I liked punk, but punk was almost like the the end to me. It was like, okay, music has gotten so big and bloated, I guess, with prog that now it has to like go back to the beginning again. So it has to whiplash. It had to reset. That was the whiplash, whiplash, and then it went to punk. And then when punk kind of like sold out or ended or whatever, then it just became like, you know, the video generation. So that's the way I see it. Gotcha. And then after the video generation, I just kind of lost interest pretty much after Mm. that. See, In the 90s, I lost interest. MTV hit when I was uh, a teenager. What was it, 86? No, it was 82. 82, okay. So, God, excuse me, I'm losing my voice today. So basically, I started out with um, like all metal. You know, and, and when I when I became when I bought my first album, it was like ACDC Back in Black. That was my first vinyl album. I bought an A track. It was Black Sabbath Master of Reality. That was the path I took. You know, and um. And what a path it was. And it was all metal, all stuff. Even now, I consider it good. I like, it, not all. I mean, not all of it. My God, but yeah. you know, I mean, like the metal I was listening to back then, I generally like still to this day. Um, but but I took that hard turn into punk. I, I didn't really like thrash metal. Hmm. And when I hit teens, this was mid early to mid-80s, um, metal became hairband. 
and yeah. I really didn't like hairband. <laughs> like my first concert was uh, Iron Maiden, you know. Yeah. So it was that stuff. I like Judas Priest. I like Iron Maiden. I like kind of like the traditional metal. And it took this weird turn into hairband and arena rock and arena metal, monsters of metal. And I was like, they suck, you know. So then I then I veered hard into punk, you know. And that was all like suicidal tendencies, which of course I've professed my love for over and over. I love suicidal tendencies, you know. All that circle jerks, but see, uh, dead me, Kennedys, that see, kind the, of stuff. The interesting thing to me is, to me, that's like second, second generation, gen. second gen yeah. punk. The 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 real punk was like the Ramones and oh, the yeah, Pistols yeah. and all that stuff. To me, by the time those bands came along, they were from a different. They were from America. Yeah, they, they were, were from the British, and they had a different point of view too. Yeah, a different point of view. The, so it didn't hit me as hard as it did the original. Punk. Right, and that's a lot of people say that. You know, the first ones like the, what was it? The New York Dolls. The, well, New York Dolls was glam almost, well, but yeah, they I mean, were they were the first punk rock band. So it seems. Yeah. You know, but they were they were from '73, so they were way before the Ramones. Right. Oh yeah. Like that. The dolls were great, man. The dolls are great, and and I. It was, knew, but it was a hard record to buy because you you'd you you'd be hard pressed to buy a record with four guys dressed in drag and bringing it home because <laughs> if your parents saw it, they would probably take you to a psychiatrist or something. Or they'd send you to one of those uh, Jesus camps. Yeah, or something. You, like uh, that, let's make yeah. him more less. It was whatever. a record. It was a record that was best seen. And heard, but not bought. Maybe stolen and and snuck in. Because it was just <laughs> nice. a little too. It was a little too rough. See, I like you know? the but Cooper was okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I liked the early punk, but it wasn't my scene. Like yeah, even yeah. when I was younger, I got. I have to admit to this. Cop to this on air. I didn't like the Ramones when I first heard them. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I didn't like them at all. I didn't like uh, their sound. I, I and like I liked the Sex Pistols. They had, of course, they were well, the very. Well, the Ramones weren't angry. They weren't. They weren't angry. They, they were weren't kinda, angry at all. They weren't ang- goofy. And, and I didn't. That's what I. I didn't uh, like that. They, I, had, they didn't have that energy. They had the energy of the simple, hard rocking songs or whatever. But there was no. Like, they played it like a punk would play it. But it like, wasn't like I am an antichrist yeah, or whatever. And that's know? throughout my entire music, even my library that I buy. What I buy now, it tends to always be that like. That's the the message. That's the like the the yeah. sound I like. Even I like I I listen to a lot of different rap stuff, and and even that the stuff I buy from rap is is all that, that you know. Ang- I don't really care for the way things are going yeah, kind exactly, of songs, yeah. you know. Society but, sucks. Or whatever. Yeah, and you know, so the, but the punk stuff, you get to see them. You know, you get the, it was the interaction that kind of really made me feel like I was at home or part of something. You know. Uh, I saw suicidal tendencies when they were just touring in a Chevette, like, and, and they were like right there. I was like right in front of them. They were literally, you know, five feet away. And the band that played before them was in the audience with us. Oh, yeah. And the band that was after them was standing right there. So it was a very tight knit, small areas. And from a young kid from a small town, that's kind of like special. That makes it really cool. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. I'll never meet, uh, Black Sabbath, I, you know, I never would be able to talk to anybody like that. But then these guys were just there; they were kind of very realistic and real yeah, to me. I understand, you know, yeah. so that's where I and then I went to the punk, and then we're gonna take a quick music break, and then we'll come back and we'll say, well, maybe where did it go after our first initial boom? Because the other thing that we just talked about, I alluded to, MTV hit when I was a teenager, mm, hard, and that was unbelievable. It, it was a combination of MTV and video recording. <laughs> Yeah, and and that changed like yeah, everything. That changed, changed 
so much and how you now you would see exposure to stuff you'd they'd have the metal what was that one at two o'clock it was like the metal hour headbangers ball headbangers ball that's what it was and then on sundays you'd have 120 minutes where the indie bands would show up yeah so it they gave you very they gave you a lot they gave a lot of exposure to people that didn't ever have exposure to that you know the world wasn't as connected as it is now like it Kids today can't really understand what it was like. You're millennials. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm bumps. I gotta get that sound effect. Yeah. The, uh, the the kid, a small kid from a small town, did not have exposure to stuff, to anything. There wasn't even Chinese restaurants. That was for probably for foreigners. Like <laughs> like it was a small dumb mentality from a small dumb town, and you didn't have shit. You didn't you didn't know what was cool. You didn't you didn't have exposure to stuff that you were like, wow, that's you couldn't be your own person. Mm, okay. You had to be kind of either you're part of the group that just was whatever, or you were a part of the fringe, okay. which was what me and my friends were. Yeah. But even that was, by today's standard, hilarious. Like, the fringe in a small town in the 70s and 80s is, <laughs> has nothing to do with what it's like now because yeah. everyone knows everything about everything. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, that means everyone has an opinion we're, about we're, everything. We're more connected, but in a lot of ways, we're more separated. Wow, that was philosophical. Dude, wow, like, wow. Freaking idiot!
All right, and uh, thank you very much. That was the Mumblers. Uh, the album. What the what the heck's the name of the album? Is uh, gosh, I'm sorry. I should be more on point. Don't throw me a. Don't throw me away. That's the name. So it's the 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 group is called the Mumblers. I'm sure you know that. The uh, the CD or album is titled "Don't Throw Me Away," and I used track number three, which is "Tangled Up with You," and uh, track number two, "Coffin Factory." I chose that one just because I like coffins. Um, so yay for all that. <clears throat> I'm sure there's some reason for that, but we're not going to get into that. You don't in specifically this. like to cough, though. No, I hate coughing, but I love coffins. Okay. So right. yay. <clears throat> Although I feel like I'm going to cough now. I don't yeah. have a cold, but I'm kind of stuffed up today. It's a little bit foggy and rainy. So, okay, so now we talked about what became cool in our lives. Um, what what progressed? How did you progress from there? Or did you do you, do you only like music from that time period? Or did you keep buying different stuff, learning different new things? What do you do, you know? Or do you, mm-hmm. you know, what do you do? Do you, how, Which way do you explore? Forward or backward or... Uh, oh, lately I've been exploring for, backwards. Yeah? More so backwards. The stuff that I missed out on. To, to today's music seems to be not as access, in a lot of ways not as accessible as accessible <laughs> as it was back then. The good music seemed to be buried away somewhere, and the mediocrity seems to rise to the top in a lot of ways. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of great bands that I don't know about. So and since I'm not exposed to them on the radio or any place like that, I tend to go backwards and looking for stuff that I may have missed along my journey yeah see but boy Beautiful i am journey. continually surprised that radio keeps going um yeah i don't know man it, it playing the same crap songs it kind of I mean, you know like i have i i hope that like independent radio or some other kind of radio is able to rise so we can get people playing really good stuff and you can influence people but when i listen to like the rock stations here you know they Ugh. just play leonard the same leonard skinner the same zeppelin the same Deep Purple, the same ACDC, etc. That must, to me, that must be a very challenging and horrible—not horrible. You've well, got computer. Well, but I mean, you've gotten where you want to go. Let's say they still have DJs where at the station. You're a DJ. You love music. Obviously, you love music. That's your profession. You've chosen that. You've like, I love music. I think my voice on air is nice. I have a lot to say. I'm gonna tell people about all this great music I find day in and day out. And then you get to the station, you've made it, you got your time slot, and they go, you're going to play these six songs, and then next hour you're going to play these same six songs. And you go, ah, oh, shit. And you're going to like them. That, that's the thing. And it, it, it must be so traumatic uh, to be that, you know, to, to, to make it. It's, casting to, it's paycheck, man. I know. And, I, and, and, and they probably still have a lot of fun. They're a personality. They make good money. But it must be difficult. Um, for my, myself personally, I try to always... I try to, and this is harder than it sounds, I try to always learn about the new music that's coming out, but stay reverent to my roots kind of thing. Like like I, like I said, I alluded to, like, I like some rap music. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't like hip-hop and rap, like, that's my genre that I go to, but I'm not, I'm also not the person that says, oh, rap is crap. Um, there is some good music from kind of every genre, if you find it, if you can find it, you know. There's a bluegrass singer that would probably be like, oh my god, this guy's hardcore, you know. But it's hard to find these guys, you yeah, know. So I think, um, and I, you know, I like I, I listen to ICP, I listen to Eminem, uh, Wu Tang Clan, Wu Massacre, which NWA and and Onyx were my first exposures into rap, because if you listen to Onyx, now not they made one song that was always on the radio, but if you listen to their other CDs. <laughs> 
it is the same message as suicidal tendencies. Mm-hmm. It's the same message as when the Sex Pistols kicked down the door and you know and turned everything on its head. It's it that. It's yeah. It was boring, and then now all of a sudden Onyx is there, and they're talking about murdering people and shooting up things, and really like at the time when it came out, we were like, holy shit. And yeah. so is NWA, you know, which is like, you know, that group was just, you know, F the police. And like, they talked about stuff that was really taboo. I, I like, I like the music that was more introspective rather than extroverted. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Some of the, a lot of the raps have just seems to be extroverted. Like, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's beat this. Yeah. Let's get this guy. Money rather, and hose and yeah, look at my car. Than, and, this is what I'm about. And you know, even though there is a lot that's about, that talks about, you know, introspective, but it seems to be more like, you know, uh, let me, the aggression or the act of, instead of like, why do Why am I right. like that? Yeah. You know, and that, and that, and that, I, I can't get into it. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather find out about the person than just hear about what the person does. One thing. Yeah. And one thing I, one thing from the entire rap genre that I just hate it, and I don't understand what it, why it's even a part of it. A good majority of rap music is nothing but cutting down and talking about how they're going to kill their other rap artists, and I'm like, what is this deal? Like, you don't, you oh, don't, yeah, you yeah, don't see like Fifty Cent and all that. Well, stuff all of them, guys, all yeah. of them, every one of them, they're, they're doing shout outs like, I'm going to bust your ass, and they're naming names and stuff, and you're like. That's the gang thing. You're like, probably. what are you talking? Why would you sing this? You don't hear Iron Maiden come out. Yeah, Judas Priest, we're gonna really kill them, and we're gonna kill their families. And you're like, what? Yeah, what? Right. Aren't you? <laughs> why are you talking about? Like, your community you, is supposed <laughs> to be united together. Oh my God, they just and they won't stop. Even yeah. like Eminem's newest one. There's stuff about other rappers, and I'm like, really? Can we let this go? Can you really just <laughs> stop? But I mean, that's part of the deal. You have to like, it's there. You it's have to on have the an enemy. I guess it's a gang thing. I, it must be because you don't have street credit if you don't talk about killing other people or something. Yeah, well, even even besides that, it's like I I mean I like the heavy metal or the hard rock that talked about things, but then again you started getting the stuff like either the hair bands or whatever, oh, and, and all they talked about was how many women they did, they killed that, and genre. how many you know they, they, it was it, or how many drugs they took or whatever, whereas. Freaking, uh, you know, um, Black Sabbath was talking about all sorts of topics. It wasn't just real. about. Oh they were God. They were talking about what was going on in the times, not just like how cool I am or how badass I am. It, and that, the the bragging music, you know, that's so. Van Halen to me sometimes with David yeah. Ross seemed to be like bragging music. Oh yeah, yeah. They were very frat boyish or yuppieish to me. At I didn't like Van Halen until after, like yeah. only the past ten or 15, ten years or so. Do I listen to their stuff and go, yeah, that's a very good album. Yeah, you know, yeah. That Diver Down is a great album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but when I was a kid, man, they were the enemy. Like, they really I, were. I wasn't part of that group, and the I I were, couldn't man. never be part of that group. The punk said, no, no, yeah. step on this side, you're welcome here. Yeah, and that's what, that, what, that was part of it. Like, I wouldn't be part of that cool crowd that listened to Van Halen. So I was part of the suicidal tendencies group that would brain you over the head with a skateboard. Well, that's the thing that, you know? I, but that's the <laughs> that's the thing I didn't understand about punk, and and that was why I it was a little bit alien towards it, in in the same thing as rap. You're talking about the rap with the um with the you know I'm gonna kill you and this and that with the <laughs> punk thing. I never understood the moshing and the beating each other up. I was like that was totally alien to me. Yeah. Well, the mosh bits, there's you're not really there was a couple that were bad that I was at that were bad, which I talked about the where the promoter put a punk band and a metal band. Oh. And the metal guys would jump metal into the mosh pit and they would get kind of beat up. 
but mostly you're just kind of bouncing off each other. It's it's a very friendly atmosphere, believe it or not. Because um, I know people come out with black eyes. And well, stuff like things that. happen, but <laughs> but it's not on purpose. There, there was another concert where there was a there was a very uh, it was a Nazi punk. Oh well, skinhead. And a skinhead was there, and he yeah, got. Yeah. I and I, I I'm sad to say I was in on it. He got the shit beat out of him. Oh, well. I mean, sorry, bro. <laughs> that scene was not welcome there, and and and, and he, he went home broken. Bad. I, I, the, 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 yeah. the, the, that, that was the thing about punk, and that's the thing about um, uh, rap, hip hop that I never like was the the internal violence. I never oh, yeah. got, I never got into that. I mean, you can talk about you can have violent lyrics or, or or so angry lyrics like the Stooges did or Black Flag, but there's no reason to like incite violence or right. whatever that's idiotic and that's probably why well then, then plus you even think about okay not the ultimate because uh, there was of course the backlash well, now there are sissies or whatever when ICP first came out oh yeah, yeah a group yeah. of people that look like clowns that are yeah. just there to kind of damage things yes. and each other like that that's almost like a nightmare well, from a were, I mean, they think were of considered a, a terrorist group weren't they, they, the they they're on the list but yeah. I mean think of uh, police uh or a security team, if you see that wave of that shit coming yeah. at you, man, you can forget it. <laughs> you know, because yeah. there's no way to ID anybody. They're all, that, and Slipknot's like that too, where they all wear masks, they all wear stuff, and, and you're like, holy shit. You know, they're, they're, they they push the edge where they're like, this is a little bit Well, cre- they're, they're glorifying it in a way, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and it's like, what's your point? Yeah. Well, what's your point? Is violence is great, or what's your point? Oh no, we're we're just expressing our. They, they, Slipknot will tell you, and they're probably. And I'm not. Gonna, I'm not here to uh, <laughs> rail, analyze them. Railing against Slipknot, huh? <laughs> no, I'm not going to rail against him because I read, I saw an interview with the guy, and he said basically he's just expressing the anger that he had as a kid, and it's coming out through the music, and hopefully through all this anger, something beautiful will come out. Well, that's. That's not a bad. No, he's. A, they're they're very good musicians. That's not a bad thing <laughs> like, to do, but it just seems like a like in everything else when you get a violent mosh pit, some people get the point and some people don't. Some yeah. people might go there and believe what this guy's talking about. Some people might just go there to, to beat, beat somebody. Yeah, beats, and that's everything. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think of it almost as marketing that they saw people like the Kiss Army. Yeah. And said, look at those loyal fans. We can do that. They have the maggots. ICP has the yeah, Juggalos. Yeah. Like, the people that... That's a built-in audience that gets them. As long as they just give a little bit saying, oh, come on, you maggots, rise up. I'm part of that gang. I'm part of that fraternity. Boom. Open wallet. Insert cash well, here. See, you know. and, that, and that's the thing, too. I liked it when there was a separation between the musician <laughs> and the audience. We're here to play the music, enjoy the show, go home, drive safely. <laughs> drive safe. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> but But... Then you, but now, but now you have the the you know, and not not just now. It's it was before, and it's not not necessarily. Sometimes it's not even the group. But now you have a lot of rock people or hip hop people that want you to be part of their community, which which in a sense, but not living it, next to them. Not living next to them. That's exactly <laughs> it. You can you can endure my mansion, but do it from the other side. Yeah, of the, yeah. Of but, the fence. but but please make sure to pay for the music and pay for the concert <laughs> yeah. tickets. Let's, know, let's so. go to a quick music break. We're running long. All right, we're going to do one more music break and then when we come back, we'll kind of do a wrap-up and off we go. We, I think, I have a feeling we could talk about music forever, day in, day out for a long time. But yeah. All right, one more music break and we'll be right back. Houston, we have a problem. Me, he 
Okay, that was that was my, one of my favorites. Moron Envy. Uh, they they were with me right in the beginning of the the bunch of dorks project, and uh, I'm sorry, the Dub Four Twenty TV project. Wow. And I've loved them ever since. Yeah, they're really awesome. That was '99 or 2000, something like that. Uh, I played it was uh, Moron Envy. The the CD is entitled A Temporary Escape from Insanity. Which uh, good luck finding one. I I there's one or two of these punk bands I got their CDs, and when you look them up online. They're going for quite a quite a good amount of money, like forty to sixty dollars, because they're just not out there. I was lucky enough to get them, and uh, I played Dunderhead Moron Envy, uh, or just the name of the song was Dunderhead, and then Fools Rush In. So I hope you dig them. Oh, here I have to. Damn, getting old sucks. I have to write down who I played. Like the Stone said, what a drag it Wait, is getting old. Now, how, did I did I play something? Oh yeah, I played the Mumblers. The, the Mumblers. Mumblers. And then I played Moron Envy. 
so here's a here's a weird question for you about we're talking about music we're talking about our likes dislikes do you ever listen to something that you used to love and go yeesh what was i thinking i've done that a couple times where uh, i'm like hey made a wrong turn there you know like yes <laughs> Espe- yes, especially from the 80s. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to name names because I'll offend some people. The yeah. 80s were... There's, a- there's a lot of... There's some stuff from the 80s that I go, why did I buy this? In a lot of regrets from the 80s. A lot eh? of regrets, yeah. In a <laughs> lot of different ways. I was going to say, a lot of levels on that one, but yeah, yeah. a lot of levels of regret, yeah. Yeah, some of it. Some 70s, of- not so much. 80s, yeah, a lot. Yeah, some of it, you know. Because, of course, I've been talking about stuff that I, I, I've grown to like, you know. Uh, but there's always that one in your past where you're like, why would I have liked Grim Reaper or something like <laughs> Grim Reaper is like this weird metal band that with this guy with his high pitched like almost like a pig squeal voice, you know? Uh, <laughs> and you're like, oh, you're like, what the hell's wrong with me? But um, I always worry about revisiting some of the old music that I own or have yeah. in, in that like like it's like uh, going back to look at an old uh, movie. Some of those old movies. Remember them fondly. Don't put them back in the DVD player because eh, not so good anymore. They don't hold up as they say, you know. Some don't. Some, some don't. don't. I mean, a lot do. A lot, most most do for me, and in, in a lot of ways, the music from the '80s, a lot of it doesn't hold up for me. Anymore. Yeah. Like the the synth bands. Boy, I bought some of that stuff and I regret it to this day. I can't stand <laughs> really? that shit. Really? Like that, like what kind of like? Oh, see, like, like I like Devo and B fifty two. Oh no, I'm talking about like Depeche Mode and stuff like oh. that. I can't. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it anymore. Even though they're the best of that ilk or whatever. That just that kind of that music doesn't have a, a home it, anymore. It, I like I like guitars. I like musanship. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it kind of cool. went away for a little while. But when it came back with a vengeance in the mid eighties, then it was like yeah, oh, but see, where but, were, I missed you guys. See, but now, about. now, um, you know, now people are like, like Daft Punk is the best album in the history well, of the world. I, I like Kraftwerk and stuff like. They're really ironic, and I like some of the bands that use. But I'm talking about the the, the MTV generation, yeah, like Flock of Seagulls and stuff oh, like that. Oh shit! You know? Safety dance. It's a yeah, safety dance. Like Men without hats. <laughs> I used whatever. to like Men without hats, but I listen to it now. I actually, I actually saw Flock of Seagulls, so that nice. should just tell you. One album I bought, I I found it on vinyl. I was like, no way! So cool quiet riot quiet riot you know yeah. and i put it on and i was like oh my god this is horrible like they did what was the one song that um uh, metal health or yeah uh, metal health come on die, feel the man. noise yeah come on feel the noise you know i hate to say this but i every once in a while i see a commercial with that song and i find myself singing men- metal you know it mental health you, like and and i like found bang it, your head bang your one. head bang yeah, I keep singing that shit. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I haven't heard these guys since the 80s. Because I never bought them in the 80s. I just heard them. So I put it on and that, I was like... That has cheese factor to oh, it that geez. I kind of like. I listened to it. I was like, this is atrocious. This is so bad. It has bad. cheese factor to <laughs> and it. And they're though. still touring. I'm like, how are you touring on he one He died, song? though. The Kevin yeah, yeah, Dubrow died. died. But he, up, up to that point, he was still touring. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, see, in the, the 80s metals, I, I don't get into that much. I like the no. 70s metal, but the 80s... Like, I never got into Iron Maiden or anything like that. So I never... Really like and and the the thrash was okay because it combined a little bit of punk, but that got boring after a yeah. while. Cause it was just pure anger in those songs sometimes. Usually, like Creator or whatever like that. Yeah, it's like it's barely like even that. music. The um, one of the now Iron Maiden is an interesting case study in that I liked them a lot when I was younger. And then when I listen to them now, I don't like them so much. Did you like the the first two records with that Paul Diano guy yeah. better than um Bruce Dickinson? Bruce Dickinson, yeah. I, uh, of course. I mean. 
the the first two albums were like wow, you Killers know. Killers and Killers and then what was the other one? Uh, made in, not Made in Japan. No, um, it wasn't Made in Japan. I can't think of it right now. I remember one was called Killers. Yeah, Killers was the was like the iconic one. And, and I don't know, it, they became very operatic, very yeah, with Bruce um, Dickinson, yeah. Very, and very like everything had a theme and oh, you know, I'm a I'm a Every song was like "Fly the Ancient Mariners" and shit like that. I'm like, and as I listen to it now, I'm like, boy, this is really bad, you know. <laughs> like Priest still holds or Eagles up. Dare, or whatever. yeah. Like like Priest still holds up because they were just kind of like bare bones. Yeah. This is just metal. Twin guitars. And yeah. Shit. You know, and they're and they're doing the solos, and off you go, and you got Halford whipping his motorcycle on stage, and he's like, and you're like, yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, but, I I get a problem with the operatic singers. I mean, Plant was a Plant was almost like an offshoot of Janis Joplin, but more palatable to me. But the operatic, more feminine. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Oh, come on, dude. That's all yeah. day long. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I never really thought about it that way, but you may be right. Yeah, I don't know. But but the guys that the guys that the operatic singers were annoying to me, you know, because yeah. it was just like it became like this. It became something that it was like I don't I don't. I don't know. I just I just didn't like it. Yeah, I, I like I like the the singers that were like rougher and gra- and, and not not as much as Janis Joplin, <laughs> but but between Janis Joplin and maybe leaning more towards Joe Cocker, I, I don't mind that, you know. Yeah. But when it became like this pure like like I never got into Queen that much except for Night at the Opera See, I because love Freddie Queen. Mercury his voice was too operatic for me. See, I even loved really Queen enjoyed. during all the times like during like the punk the metal. Queen was one really, of those. I had the greatest hits, and I was like, "Wow, I, I dig this guy." I you was know? Just too, to me, a lot of it was way too overplayed, mm-hmm. and I didn't like the operatic nature yeah. of it. Yeah. Now, the, now, as of late, um, of course, the five, six, seven, eights helped bring me into this era. I've really been digging this. Like, I've gotten into surf and garage, and I'm really loving garage. Like right. garage rock, garage almost garage punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the garage and rock that was from the sixties. The garage rock from the sixties might as well have been punk music. Most of it, like yeah, uh, uh-huh. three chords, thrashy, had that organ that sounds so cool. I'm just now I'm like digging into these archives and I'm finding stuff and I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome, and it really kind of grabs you and says there's so it it reminds me this this whole new thing where I've been like this whole year I've been kind of digging into looking for garage, looking for garage. It reminds me that there's so much out there. And, there is. And, and and just don't get caught liking I only like metal because I'm a metal guy. Expand your horizons, man. Well, and the thing about Garage, too, that, that I'm glad you said that because there's compilations out there oh. in certain places where, like, when Garage happened in the 60s, a lot of it was local. And there's, like, 45s from all over the country that never got gone. any airplay. But there's compilations now that are finding this stuff. And they're basically making them from 45. So you hear the scratches and stuff like that. Oh. But you'll hear all this garage from, like, West Coast, East Coast, South. you got to turn me on to where to get that stuff because I don't yeah, have I, any I will, of that. I will, I will hook you up oh with that. Oh, my God. I need I that stuff. I'm, I'm kind of, like, starved All the for regional, it, you know? regional garage Oh, stuff that's like great. That. I'll, all I'll right. hook you up right now. Well, this has been a great uh, discussion. Thank you very much, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. Um, I think we will probably be touching on musical loves again in the future because this one was a very easy show. Uh, The topic kind of just keeps growing and growing. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, Of course, go to bunchofdorks.com and check out the show links for all of the wonderful bands that have let us use their music. They need the money and we like the exposure. So check it out. And and I just wanted to say one last thing. Uh, Thank you for listening, Millennials. (laughs) Zing!